there is a very big misconception of like homeless homelessness in Ireland. Like it's not people, all people who are addicts or who um, have like mental health problems. It's just your normal people. You know what I mean? There's yeah. people working 40 hour jobs and still being homeless. So it's not, it's not due to like, uh, um, because they had like a, a drug issue or anything. It's mostly due to the, the high rent prices. So a lot of people really don't understand that. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr and I am back. I took uh, I took a couple of weeks off, a couple of weeks away from work. I uh, went on my holliers and it was absolutely incredible. But you know yourself, I was looking forward to getting back to this. And actually, in particular this week with my guest, I'm really excited to introduce her. So I'm going to do that now in just a moment. Uh, I've been wanting to speak to this girl for a good few weeks now. We've been back and forth just trying to get the right timing. And uh, yeah, so I'm so excited to to share her story. And I'm so excited for you guys to learn a little bit about her situation, which is exactly what happened with me. Um, but first, because I was off messing around, I want to tell you a little bit about what we've missed. So Basically, in August, we launched our very first digital cover for Her.ie. So I'm so proud of this. And there's a huge amount of work and collaborative effort that has gone into this. Uh, I want to do a big shout out to our deputy editor, Jade Hayden. She is the woman behind the words of this piece. And basically, every month, we're going to be profiling women who inspire and are just basically killing it. I mean, it's not far off from what we do here on Girls With Goals, but we really wanted to kind of access this for our social media audience. So you'll see a beautifully designed cover over on our Instagram. And for August, it was Gina Ackby Moses, an incredible athlete. If you haven't read it, do go check it out. Next month, we've got an incredible incredible guest lined up for the September issue. I'm not going to give anything away, but here's a hint. She's been on the podcast before. And it's all about sustainability and OnlyFans. And that's all That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything else because I will give it away. But um, yeah, so, so excited. We're really excited to run that each and every month. So if you have missed that, go check it out. Right. I'm going to introduce my guest now. So she is a mother of two. She's a young mother. She's been living in emergency accommodation in Dublin and during the pandemic as well. She shared her life as a homeless woman on TikTok. And basically the video went absolutely viral. So her name is Shannon Byrne. She's from Dublin. She showed a glimpse of her life while staying at a hotel with other homeless people in a series of TikTok videos. So she's the mom of two young daughters, as I mentioned, Poppy and Maisie are their names. Shannon revealed to her TikTok followers that she's been in three different hotels in the last few months alone. So this was back in July that the TikTok video kind of went viral. And, you know, she dealt with a lot. She dealt with a lot of people asking about, you know, well, why can't you stay with family? And, you know, you don't look homeless and all of the preconceived notions that we have programmed into our brain about what a homeless person is. And so I really wanted to talk to her about her situation and how she landed in the situation and what her plans are to get out of it. Um, Despite the conditions that she's in, which is pretty unimaginable for most people, Shannon has maintained an incredible positive attitude. And she's also, you can see that through the video, it has over half a million views now at this stage. So basically I got in touch with her and I caught up with her last week. So please do enjoy the conversation. And I'm going to leave all the information about how you can follow Shannon in the description box below. Please do go and look at her story. It's really important to spread the word around. (laughs) 
So Shannon Byrne, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I've been following you on TikTok for a good while since I saw your video. And just for anybody who's listening now who hasn't seen it, can you explain a little bit about, well, why I'm kind of talking to you today? Can you explain a little bit about your video on TikTok that went viral? Yeah, of course. So um, I basically, I downloaded TikTok as a, like a joke. I didn't actually think that I was going to uh, make videos on it. But when I went homeless, I said, you know what, I'll put up my morning routine and just to kind of give people an insight as to what, what it's really like, you know, kind of being homeless. So I put up the morning routine and it absolutely blew up. Like it was just me getting the kids ready in the morning time, making the beds, bringing them down for breakfast. And uh, it got like half a million likes or views, half a million views and then a couple of thousand likes. And um, yeah, it just kind of went off from there. So then I started doing night routines and just my daily routine. And yeah, I don't even know why I went viral, but I did. <laughs> it's incredible. And I, I, I want to talk about the actual video because um, that in itself, kind of going viral on TikTok and stuff like that, is just such a crazy thing to happen. But I suppose, you know, and you actually, if people do follow you on TikTok, you answered a lot of the questions because people did have questions, you know, about how you kind of got into that situation. And I suppose um, you, you did deal with some of those uh, queries that came in on TikTok, but I suppose going back a bit, can you kind of tell us a little bit about how you got into the situation of being in emergency accommodation? Because you're a young mom as well. You have two kids who are in the video and they're so adorable. But can you tell us a little bit about how how it came to be? Yeah, so um, basically I was private renting, true half, but I was private renting an apartment in the Dublin A area. And the first year living there was absolutely amazing. Like it's great, you know, your first home, you want it to be special. But then the mould, mould started coming through and um, the kids actually started getting sick from it. So I'd reported it to the landlord and he had said, yeah, I'll get somebody else to look at it straight away. And I was like, great, because I really wanted to stay there. You know, I didn't want it to fail. And it's my first time living away from home. So I was like, this needs to succeed. (laughs) And um, yeah, basically he sent somebody out, but they never fixed it. And then Poppy was only a few months old and she actually ended up in hospital. She was on um, like a, an oxygen mask and a feeding tube because just the air was so damp that it gave her um, like a bronchitis kind of a thing in her lungs. So it was very yeah. hard for her to breathe. She was only small. And so then um, after all that, then I, I reported the issue to HAP themselves. And then I'd say within a week or two, I got a letter to say that I owed the landlord money. And um, I honestly, I don't think I owe the landlord money and he was like we're evicting you it's 25 euro that you owe us we're going to evict you if you don't pay it by whatever date and I just kind of said well it's not worth me while staying here um because the kids are getting sick and yeah. I didn't want to keep putting them in that like dangerous situation and then like we're happy you can't leave by your own accord in the first two years so this was kind of like my free ticket out of that yeah. apartment so I was like okay I'll just I'll take the eviction so I took the eviction and I got my deposit back and I thought, grand, I'll just find another apartment. But it wasn't as easy as that, especially with the housing crisis at the moment and the the high rent prices as well in Dublin. So I ended up staying on my mom's sofa for eight months. And after eight months then, you know, two kids comes with a lot of baggage and yeah. my mom has a tiny little flat. And she was like, you can't, look, you can't stay here anymore. There's just not enough room. It was causing issues in the family home. You know, there was constant arguing. She was like, you need to just, go and find your own place now but I had nowhere to go so I went to Park H Street and they kind of they put me in emergency accommodation then but it's not the, I wasn't put into the emergency accommodation that I'm in now 
I was put into one um, on Gardner Street and then I was put into another one on like further down Gardner Street and then I was moved again now to Travelodge where I am now. Yeah, I think, you know, what's so interesting about the story and why I think people were really taken by it is there is a misconception about homelessness. You know, there there is a misconception about yeah. the situations that people can end up in that can attribute to this. And I think when people hear homeless, sometimes they think about, you know, the people sleeping on the street in the sleeping bags, yeah. sometimes who are dealing with mental health issues and drugs and things like this. And then I, I noticed that some of the comments you were getting was, why can't you stay with family? Why can't you, you know, surely you would have somewhere else to go. And people just don't really understand how close people are to being homeless. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I 100% agree. Like the amount of comments I get on a daily basis of, if you're homeless, how can you afford this? And if you're homeless, um, how can you have that? And how can you have a phone and stuff? And you know, it's not like, I feel like it's kind of an, an ignorance kind of thing. Like we're not really aware. That's why, because I, when I was going homeless, I was petrified. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this place is going to be full of people that um, have addiction problems. It's going to be very rough. And it was the complete opposite, you know? It's a hotel, like you're, you're living in a hotel or a B&B and it's people pay to stay there, you know what I mean? And it's very well under control, but... Yeah, there is a very big misconception of like homeless homelessness in Ireland. Like it's not people, all people who are addicts or who um, have like mental health problems. It's just your normal people. You know what I mean? There's yeah. people working 40 hour jobs and still being homeless. So it's not, it's not due to like, uh, um, because they had like a, a drug issue or anything. It's mostly due to the, the high rent prices. So a lot of people really don't understand that. Yeah. For you, Shannon, like, you know, having to go into this situation, which is obviously a difficult situation. You said yourself that you were petrified. Um, you know, putting your story out there on a social media platform like that and potentially opening yourself up to people making judgments about you and your family and your situations. How did that make you feel? I mean, for, for somebody who's going through something like this, which I can actually only, you know, I can't, I can't put myself in that situation because I would be terrified too, you know, um, how was it kind of getting, well, dealing with people making presumptions, but also there was a lot of support on it too. You know, there was a lot of people saying how brave you were to come out and kind of share your story. Um, how was that whole process? And like, how did it make you feel as somebody who was sharing essentially what could be perceived as a pretty, pretty upsetting secret, you know? Yeah. So like I was very overwhelmed with all the support. Now I, I expected hate. I probably, I expected more hate than, than good, but I actually got the complete opposite. I've had so much support and especially the, the people on TikTok, like they keep me going now, you know, like I, if I'm ever upset, I go onto TikTok, I go on live and they cheer me up like completely. And I, as someone who suffers with anxiety, like putting that out there was a very big deal for me. Like yeah. I was really anxious about it, but it says, why not? Like, you know, and there, you do get a lot of um, hate comments like calling you lazy and um, you're scamming the government, taking the taxpayers' money and stuff like that. But I just find that I let them comments go over my head because at the end of the day, it is more positive than negativity. And the people who are come to those things are probably either very ignorant or just haven't faced difficulty in their life yet. And I just, I always say, I always reply to the comments and say, I just pray that you or no one ever comes into this difficult situation. and like you have to feel what I feel. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I pray that that never happens to them because they clearly haven't a clue. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, 
But I, I, I can deal with the hate no problem. The only hate that I kind of can't deal with is if anyone was to question my, my parenting skills. Yeah. That's the only thing that would ever hurt me. But like it's calling me lazy and calling me all like um, a scammer and all this. I know it's not true. So I just let it go, go over my head. <laughs> yeah. I think like one of the, one of the things that I've dealt with and I've, you know, I've interviewed people who are homeless before and, you know, who've tried to get housing when it comes to HAP. One of the things that does come up is that, uh, sometimes landlords, now this was pre pandemic. So, you know, things may have changed now. And I mean, Ireland, we go into housing crisis, like literally it feels like we go into them every few months. Like it's a really tough place, especially Dublin. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I've I've heard from people that once a landlord sees that it's through HAP that they're turned off and that they don't want to in any way deal with that. Is that something that you faced? And I suppose the question is kind of like getting out of the situation that you're in now. You know, that was one of the things that having interviewed people who've struggled with homelessness in the past, it's tough to get out of once you're in it. And how do you kind of see that for yourself and for your children in the future? Yeah, so I completely agree with that statement. Like, once you mention HAP, you won't get a reply. And now you do get the odd one in like the couple of thousand. Um, because yeah. <laughs> every day I applied. Are you there? Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I, I apply for like a couple of I'd say hundred houses a day. I, I'm not picky. I go through so many houses and I apply and for the first time in weeks yesterday I got my first reply. But at the start I was mentioning HAP in my emails and I'd never get a reply. So now I've stopped mentioning HAP. That must be so demoralizing. Like to not even have yeah. people responding because of that. Because I mean, how then are you meant to to get a place? You know, it's like a vicious circle. It is exactly. And I feel like that's why I've my little one she's going back to um she's going to crash in September my smallest one and then the both of the kids will be in school and I just want to go out and start working again so that way when I do go for um for viewings I can say yes I do work and then I won't mention HAP until I know I'm getting it because that's the way it is and I know legally like landlords aren't allowed to say no to HAP but they're they're not allowed to act like they they just didn't see your email if you know what I mean like they could just it's not like they're refusing me, they're just ignoring me. And I think that is the way. So I've, I've mentioned a few times, I'm, I'm starting to look into moving out of the county. I feel like you're probably better off getting out of the county because landlords in Dublin, they just kind of just want, I'd say, walking people, walking couples and young people, you know? And like, especially being, being a, young, a young mother and um, being homeless, like them two, there are two things that definitely go against me as well. I'm not having a job at the moment that definitely goes against me. So it's just, all the odds are against me and it is going to be a tough one to get out of. Yeah. I suppose I wanted to ask as well, Shannon, just, you know, you've, you've said that you are a young mother and stuff like that. Um, how, how are your family and your friends uh, reacting to your circumstances? Like, do you get a lot of support? Because obviously, you know, we spoke about that earlier on, just about how it wasn't the ideal situation. It was leading to kind of other things, you being in your mom's house and stuff like that, which I can only imagine the stress that that must have brought as well. Because, you know, short-term solutions cannot, like you said, you were there for eight months. That's not a short time. So presumably she was doing everything that she could to help you guys. Um, But I mean, do you have a support system around you in terms of family and friends who understand the the situation that you're in and who are kind of doing everything that they can in terms of helping you? 
yeah, I do have to say that I am, I'm actually so blessed because I know a lot of people in my situation don't have the support that I have. Like I have the kids dad, he's very good to the kids. He supports us 100%. Mom, even though like I, my mom kicked me out of the house, she is still so supportive. And um, I have my sisters and my aunties and everything. Everyone is so supportive of me. And I honestly, if I didn't have them, I'd be lost. Like I, for me, it's, I'm able to get up and get out of the hotel room every day and come over and see my mom or go over and visit family. But I know there's, there's some people who, who can't do that and they're stuck in them hotels all day. And that's mentally challenging. That's where the mental, the mental health part comes in. But for me, I have to say, I'm, I'm so blessed that I do have a great support system around me. That's great. And as well, Shannon, in terms of the support that you're getting from, um, you know, the government and from the homeless services and agencies that you're working with, how, how is that? Because obviously, you know, a lot of these NGOs are, are very much underfunded and, you know, in a, in a world that we're living in today, not that homelessness is ever or should be ever forgotten, but there was definitely like massive other things like a global pandemic that kind of, I suppose, for a while took center stage. Um, how has the services yeah. been for you and, and for your family going through something like this? Um, so I do have to say that like them services since I've been homeless have been so good to me. Um, I haven't really had an issue with, with them. And um, the St. Vincent de Paul do help me out. Um, they give they give me like um, vouchers for for Aldi. They give me forty euro vouchers. That's every two weeks. So it's, they instead of visiting every week like they usually do, they they visit every second week just due to the pandemic. Yeah. And then I have a housing officer and a support worker. And if I ever need them, they I, I can I can ring them any time of the day. And then my housing officer always rings me at least once a week. So I do have to say that even though we are in the middle of a, of a pandemic, they've been really spot on. Oh, that's incredible news. That's really good to hear. And I suppose it will yeah. give you, you know, hope for the future as well. You know, when you obviously are trying and I can tell just from talking to you that you, you don't want to be in this situation. You do want to be out of the situation. I mean, um, obviously with going viral and the whole TikTok video type thing, people have been, including myself, getting in touch with you and like interviewing you and talking to you and stuff like that. How has all that been? Like, how has, how has that aspect of it and like a media intrusion, I suppose, into your life, how has that been in terms of getting your head around that? It's mad, I'd say. Yeah, it is mad. It's kind of scary as well, you know, because people are seeing me now and even like from being on TikTok and um, even walking through town, you know, people are like, oh my God, you're that girl. Like, it's kind of scary, but it is very, um, it's flattering, you know, for people like you and for Ireland AM and stuff to reach out to me. I'm like, me? Like little old me, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, it's very overwhelming, yeah. Yeah. And I know that um, you did work um, before you were a hospital worker, I know, in the past. And I know that you have like a makeup page mm -hmm. and stuff like that on Instagram. But what are your plans in terms of the future? Like, what is it? Obviously, you know, I would imagine that the main goal is to, you know, get, get settled and get into a, a place that's safe for you and the kids. Um, but in terms of your own kind of career aspirations or, or what you see yourself doing in the future, do you have any plans like that or what's the kind of end goal for you? So my, like fingers crossed next year, I'll be 23. So I want to go back as a mature student and study midwifery. I know I, hopefully I get it. Um, that's, I've, it's been a big um, dream of mine since I had my first baby. I always thought like, ooh, I'd never want to be that. But since I've had my first child, I'm like, that absolutely fascinates me. That's what I want to do. So I want to go there. I want to go study midwifery. 
And while I'm doing that, I plan to walk and save, 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 and I plan to emigrate. Really? Yeah. So yeah you want to get it? You want to get out of Ireland? Anywhere in particular that you're looking to go to? Um, I'm not exactly sure yet. Um, I'll definitely have to do more research into it. But I would love, you know, like I know Canada is very hard to get citizenship in. But I would absolutely love to live in Canada. Yeah. Or like my dad moved to Sweden and he absolutely loves it. So I definitely look at maybe a, a European country too. Just kind of have a look around and see what's best for the children. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, Do you think that that's to do with the the situation that you're in? Do you think, or is it like Ireland? Obviously, you know, when you hear these stories it's really heartbreaking and it's kind of like, you know, you're what, 21, 22 years of age and, and you're faced with um, like the most horrendous thing I think that like a young family can be faced with. I mean, is emigrating one of those things that you just want to close the door on Ireland because of what you've been through? Um, it's not that I, like for me, I don't blame the country like I kind of I blame myself I'm, I, I always make that very clear you know I can't put the blame on anyone else but myself for the situation that I'm in but I do feel like um for such like a, a first world country we're very backwards we're very behind on what a lot of other countries aren't like it's it's 2020 there shouldn't be as many homeless families as there are and I wouldn't I'm not gonna like sit here and say oh the government this and the government that because I I can do nothing but thank the government for putting a roof over my head when I couldn't put a roof over my kid's head but I can't the only thing I kind of give out about is that like we live in a society where our government is more for the landlords and not for their people if you know what I mean like I could go out and find an apartment and it's let's say 2,300 euros so I'm like the it's paying the the mortgage of the place that I'm living in and extra. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's just, it's just a kind of a disgrace really. And I feel like that's something that our government needs to sit down and take a look at and really think about because they are letting letting us down by allowing that to go on. So for me, if I move out of the country um, after I get my degree, because I don't want to go somewhere without a degree, I want to get a degree and move out of the country and just kind of be more, like rely more on myself and not, not a government and yeah. be more like it'd be easier to get a get probably a house in a different country than here because the prices are astronomical <laughs> yeah it really feels as well like what you just said there about the landlords it feels like that is systemic and it's like a historical thing like I've always remembered the country being like that you know like it's it's always been that way that's yeah. why people scramble to buy in Ireland and you know that people in other countries around the world don't have that scramble to buy type um, mindset yeah. but here we do as mm-hmm. in it's like well you're never going to be happy in your situation unless you own because at the drop of a hat the landlord could be there telling you to get out whereby in New York for example yeah. they never want to own their properties like they rent for their whole lives <laughs> no and it's and they're grand yeah. with it and um, before I let you go because I know I'm taking mm-hmm. up uh, your time I, I just want to ask a little bit about okay. you know you say you're you know you're in um, a hotel at the moment in, the, in a travel lodge and I suppose I wanted to ask about the community of of other people that are in similar situations to you. You know, we spoke a little bit earlier about the the preconceived notions of what a homeless person is, you know, and and I think you said yourself that sometimes that comes from a little bit of ignorance because, you know, a lot of the time it's it's not people who are, you know, dealing with addictions. Some of the time it is, of course, but I suppose like have yeah. you met people who are 
dealing with the same kind of issues that you are, you know, young mothers who have potentially lost a job or there's been a family breakdown. And I think I kind of wanted to shine a little bit of light onto situations like that, that are a lot more connected to people who aren't homeless than, you know, we realize. So can you give us a little bit of insight into some of the families that you've met who are in the same situation that you're in now and, and kind of what community that is? Yeah, so I, one thing I like I have noticed is there are a lot of young mothers. Um, I've I've seen one or two single fathers there with the kids, which I I didn't expect to see. You know, that was yes. another ignorance thing of mine. I didn't I didn't think of that. Um, there are a lot of young mothers. I know there's a, a lady there who she had been privately renting her house for years, like years and years. Her kid is like um, nearly a teenager, and the landlord just decided to sell, and she had she had nowhere to go. Like you know, so she's she's there now and. And like, it's kind of difficult on, I think it'd be more difficult on her because her son is at an age where he knows what's going on. You know, my kids haven't a clue. They're, they're so young, but he has, he knows what's going on and he's after being taken out of his community where all his friends are. And like, you know, it's hard for him because he's stuck in the hotel. And um, yeah, I think like many, like there's so many young mothers there and I feel like people, especially young mothers, um, they look at us and they think like, oh, they only had kids to get like a council house and stuff like that. And that's kind of like a common thing that we all kind of feel. And I just want to make it like very clear that when you, it's not like years ago, you know how years ago you'd go homeless and you'd be given a house quicker than, you know, what you would be on the normal housing list. Now, when you go homeless, you're not prioritized. You're just still on the same list as everyone else. It's just, they put a roof over your head until then. So it is, it is full of a lot of single mothers because I, I think that we didn't really expect... When I had my kids, I didn't think it was going to be um, as hard as what it was to rent. I thought, you know, because you're oblivious when you're... Especially when you're young. When I was yeah. 18, I thought, you know, I'm going to have a kid, get a house. And it, it wasn't that, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. a lot tougher. And I think that's why it is full of a lot of young mothers because we, we didn't really have a clue. We thought we knew, but we didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. And as well, I suppose just finally, 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 before I let you go, um, what would you like to say to people who, um, you know, potentially saw your TikTok? I'll I'll put all the links to everything in the the description box below rather so that people can go and look at your page and stuff like that. If you want to see the video, it's incredible. But um, what would you like to say to people who, um, you know, maybe listen to your story and now are starting to kind of second guess the the perceived notions that they have about homelessness and, and actually how close people can be to going homeless um, and what people can do to maybe educate themselves a little bit more and potentially help out as well. You know, I feel like a lot of people now, after what everybody has gone through in this global pandemic, it's really making people look at life in general and look at, you know, how we're living our life day to day. And also I think it's, it's definitely brought up a a really nice community spirit and and maybe, you know, looking outside what it is that we thought was important before. So would you have any message to people who maybe have never really thought about a situation like what you're in and, and what is important for you to let them know? Um, it's, I would just want to let them know that if, for example, if you're on my video and you're looking at, you're looking at me and thinking, Jesus, like she's, just a lazy this and that or whatever that just to know that we are all normal people we're not like these 
um, people that some people do have addictions, but we're not people that have um, addictions. We're not doing it just for a free house. You know, we're just all we want is a home for our kids and we're not doing it to try and scam people out of money to try and get a free house or anything like that. We're trying just as hard as what they're trying. It's just that we've fallen upon hard times and um, we really are trying our best. And just remember that when, when you do comment on any of the videos or you're looking at people that we are human beings behind that video that you're watching. And like for me, I'm just, I'm just trying to raise my kids the best that I can. And for me, it's hard enough that I've fallen on hard times without being judged too. Now I know when I put myself out there, I'm putting, I'm opening myself up for criticism and I can take the criticism, but some girls who are doing it probably don't have a good, strong mental health. Like, so really think about, really think about our situation before you just think if, if that was you or if that was your daughter or your son in that situation, how would you want them to feel and react that way? Yeah, that's great. Shannon, that's, that's really good advice to give. I think it's, that's good, not just in, in the situation that you're in, but I think in general, people need to really kind of put themselves into other situations and um, before they comment and before they make or pass a judgment on anybody's life, because we really don't know what people are going through. But it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and finally kind of getting to meet you via Zoom a little bit. And I've, I watch your TikToks. I think they're fantastic. And look, I hope that everything, <laughs> works out the best for you and the kids I'm sure that it will you know you really do seem like you're adamant to kind of get yourself out of this situation and you just you really do you've Mm -hmm. got a a very inspirational attitude towards everything and hopefully people will watch your story learn from it and uh, yeah you're doing you're doing some great things so I really appreciate you talking to us today and I can't wait to see more TikToks (laughs) Oh, thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Of course. There you have it. That was Shannon Byrne there. I want to thank Shannon so much for coming on the show and for talking to me. We actually got along so well. It was like one of those things where when you're having a conversation with someone, you could just continue to talk for the entire day. She's so down to earth and everything that she said there, you know, everything from HAP, from the government, from everything in terms of the struggles that people are facing is so important for us to know about, to learn about, to be aware of as well. And yeah, anything that we can do in terms terms of getting her story out there we of course will want to help so thank you so much to Shannon Byrne thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next week